0: Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Hello, friends. Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our Friday night, uh, September 9th uh, edition of the Praying for America Program This weekend, of course, we have the anniversary of 9-11, and we want to remember that tonight and uh, say some prayers for America relative to that sad and tragic event in our history, uh, and yet an event that shows us how we always overcome. Uh, I also uh, am going to have the uh, presence of our political outreach associate, Aaron, with us uh whom you have met before on previous episodes, and we're going to talk about the fact that you should not doubt the red wave, the American wave. We'll explain what we mean about that. And also this ranked choice voting. What in the world is that? And uh, it's a little confusing, but we're going to delve into it a little bit uh, to help you understand better. So. Very important show. We're going to go to a very important scripture and then we'll have our conversation uh, with Aaron. I want to go to uh, John chapter 8. Jesus is talking with the Jews and you see the, the debate that arises, the controversy that arises over who he is and who they are. Let's read starting in verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants. Yet you are ready to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they replied. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Let us pray. Father, we pray for America tonight, as we do each and every day, and we thank you that we belong to you. Because, Lord God, we belong to you, we listen to the voice of your Son. We watch the actions of your Son. We are filled with the Spirit of your Son. Our hearts are immersed in the heart of your Son. We are members of his body, branches on the living vine, living stones in the temple, we belong to him and he brings us to you. Because we are your children, Lord God, we love truth, we follow truth, we love freedom, and we receive freedom from you. And we love life, and we respect life, and we nurture life, and we welcome life, and we defend life. Because you, O God, are life. Because we belong to you, O God, we can recognize the enemy, the liars among us, the murderers, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of truth, the enemies of life. Lord God, we ask for the good of America that you bring all to your truth and for the good of their own salvation that you bring them to truth. For the good of the world and for the growth of your kingdom. Bring all people to you and help us to be witnesses to your kingdom. Lord, as our nation comes to this weekend, the 21st anniversary of the attacks on 9-11, we pray for our enemies. Lord God, you have commanded us to pray for our enemies, but we cannot pray for our enemies unless we recognize our enemies and we thank you for the opportunity, for the ability to recognize them, to know Islamic terrorism when we see it, and to be able to name our enemy. Lord, we pray for our those among our, our fellow Americans uh, and even some of our political leaders who still don't know how to name the enemy, who speak in vague, meaningless terms that do not advance the good or protection of America because they don't identify the real problem lord god we know that there are people in our midst who hate america who hate freedom and who do so lord god by invoking religious faith that is really just hatred masquerading as faith we ask you to free us from these terrorists protect us from their evil schemes And help our leaders always to have the courage to confront evil by name, wherever they find it. Continue to protect our nation and let us always be on the offensive, storming the gates of hell and pushing the enemy far, far away from where they can do any harm to us, to our freedom, to our nation. Lord, we remember with sorrow those who were killed, And injured on 9-11 and those who lost friends and family and we ask that you extend your hand of mercy and consolation and remind us that we always belong to you we pray through Christ our Lord amen well I want to welcome uh, Erin Parfed who's our political outreach associate Good to have you back on the program.
1: Yes, thank you for having me tonight.
0: So it is a, a, a you know, it's a, it's an anniversary that you know we think about this weekend. We remember those of us who were around on nine eleven, the twenty o one. What we where we were, what we were doing. Well, and,
1: well are you implying that I'm that old?
0: Well, uh, <laughs> no, that you're that young. <laughs> so, Would have been uh, seventh
1: grade in my case. But,
0: were you in seventh grade? Yeah.
1: But so, I still remember that day.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were. Uh,
1: In school, I guess. I I was in art class at that time. Is that so? And I remember my classmates starting to talk about what happened. And I thought, oh, well, they're just talking about a video game. I'm going to go back to what I was doing. Yeah. And they continued to talk about it all morning. It's like, "Uh, I, I don't understand this video game, whatever. I was in a study hall that afternoon, and I remember my language arts teacher coming in in tears, and that's when I realized what actually happened. And it was real.
0: Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. We, we were, of course, we were in New York City uh, um, and we actually saw the smoke before we knew what was going on because our office in Staten Island, New York, faced lower Manhattan. And, um, you know, we had just finished our morning briefing. We looked out the window, we saw this and and we said, well, how can a plane have, and then we started hearing reports, plane had crashed into the towers, But it was a perfectly, that day in New York, was a perfectly blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. So right away, it was suspicious. It was, how can a plane? How can this happen? You know, right. on a perfectly clear day. And of course, uh, for everybody, you know, the story just uh, unfolded from there. But one of the reflections that I've uh, often made about nine eleven. Well, first of all, you know, from the from the patriotic and political point of view, what a time of patriotism that oh. engendered.
1: Oh, indeed. The flags were everywhere. No matter what walk of life you came from, what political party you came from—granted, I wasn't as politically savvy in seventh grade—but it seemed like the whole country came together in a way that I don't recall seeing ever since.
0: That's right. You know, we had many uh, that that building, which was our Preach for Life headquarters, up until just five years ago, we had many many windows on the building. In every window, we we put on the glass, we put a semi semi translucent uh, American flag. And at night, every night, I would turn the lights on in all the offices and keep them on all night long because the light then shone through the flag. And people oh. outside in the neighborhood looked up and they saw like 20 yes. different flags, you know, I was oh, shining beautiful. through 20 windows. It sounds was a,
1: beautiful. That yeah. Would, but, that you know, that'd be classified as hate speech today.
0: Uh, today. Well, people today are really... Uh, yeah, the hate speech uh, police are uh, that, that on would the not, loose.
1: That would not be politically correct in twenty twenty two. But you know,
0: we put the flags on the cars too. They were, you know, they were selling those. Uh, you you roll up the window and, and it fits right into the window, and the flag would be waving. And uh, oh my goodness, everybody was doing it. Um, but you know, we think about, of course, President Trump, and uh, of course, at that time, you know, President George W. Bush, uh, uh, and and then of course in New York, Rudy Giuliani. They did such a great job of, uh, you know, uh, uplifting the nation and dealing with this. Uh, and, of course, President Trump, you know, among his many, many accomplishments that we constantly remind people about, you know, taking these these terrorist leaders off the face of the earth, destroying the, the ISIS caliphate and, uh, and uh, getting rid of people like al-Baghdadi and Soleimani. I mean, these these are oh, yes. these are accomplishments this president was not fooling around with terrorists. Oh, and, not uh, at all. You know, and they were afraid of him.
1: Uh, he, right he got right. the job done, and we were respected on the world stage.
0: Exactly, which Perfect. is not the case now.
1: Oh, not at all. We're the lot. We're a laughingstock now.
0: Yeah. Well, let's continue our prayers for the for the families and and for all. Really, the whole nation was. Traumatized by that, and uh, but we pray in particular for those that still live with the loss today.
1: Indeed. And we, we want
0: them to know that they are in our thoughts and prayers this weekend, and all our military and first responders, and oh,
1: absolutely, uh, you know, the
0: whole again in the political realm, the whole spirit of of getting behind law enforcement. Um, a- again, whether it's it's the, your local police or or, or, or our our military is so important it's so oh, much yes. of, of the fabric of who we are
1: they get demonized for so much but as we've seen mm-hmm. we don't have safe communities without them mm-hmm. we, we we realize how critical they are mm-hmm. when we don't have them just like anything else
0: exactly and so, the courage of the ordinary citizens right. too.
1: i mean there's always room for improvement as with anything yeah. but we would be lost as a society without them yeah
0: that's right um, and the courage of the citizens on those planes and the courage of the citizens who volunteered uh, in the subsequent weeks, you know, on these, at these crash sites. Oh, and, yes. Uh, God bless them all. Oh, my goodness. It really brought out a lot
1: of. Uh, the, the best in, of America. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This leads into uh, what you were just saying about, you know, now we are laughed at on the world stage and, and people see the weakness of our current leadership in America. That ties into the second point we want to make tonight, which is, you know what, the red wave is coming. People should not be fooled by the fact that, you know, certain polls have tightened up and certain commentators are trying to say, oh, well, you know, maybe there won't be so much of a red wave. Don't listen to any of that. Uh, the weakness is still as weak as it ever was. People see it. Prices are are at, still out of control. And uh, uh, the border is still wide open and decimated. And, you know, these things are not going away, have not gone away, and they have not gone out of the concern of the American voter. Isn't that what you see as well?
1: Absolutely. I believe the left is desperate and they use the overturning of Roe v. Wade to try to gin up some support. And maybe they have to some extent in the short term. But people do see right through that. I mean, yes, gas prices have come down, but what is it now, 349? That may be down because they're tinkering with the National Reserves, but that's still higher than it ever was when Trump was in office. because the point
0: is not how much it's come down the point is how high it is
1: right it is well what was it while trump was in office
0: yeah exactly
1: 229 249 whatever it wasn't over three dollars at that time food prices are still through the roof and of course they're citing gas prices partially even though that's come down food prices haven't come down droughts and agricultural conditions and fertilizers all contributing as well that's not going to get any better People are struggling to pay their rent. They're concerned about if their kids are safe in school. And none of this is really fading from their mind. So even for people who care about abortion and want that quote unquote right, that doesn't matter when you can't afford groceries.
0: No, it doesn't overcome those other issues. And you see that- your
1: rent or your gas prices and just your day-to-day necessities. Mm
0: And you see that in the ranking of the issues of importance. You know, these issues about inflation, immigration, crime, these are still at the top.
1: And in the case of Europe and even some places in the West, energy costs. Right. If you're going to be freezing this winter, that's probably on your mind a little more than whether you can go get an abortion.
0: Yeah. So we want to say to our audience a couple of things here. First of all, don't forget, I mean, do we really have to remind ourselves about suppression polls and fake polls. I mean, uh, there's only a handful of polling companies that you should really trust. You know, Trafalgar is is is, is very good. Of course, McLaughlin, highly respected Jim and John. I know them both. A uh, uh, highly respected pollster. You, you got a few outlets that are, you know, relatively trustworthy. And Dick Morris, you know, Dick Morris is one of the key uh, political analysts in our country. And, and you know, he's making it very clear. He says the House and the Senate are going Republican. Now we know that this is not something we just sit back and wait to watch automatically. We've got to work like crazy.
1: Oh, absolutely. But
0: his analysis remains the same. We're going to win both. Um, You know, with the abortion issue, and of course that's our issue full time, the Roe v. Wade reversal and the hype of the other side about, oh, they're taking away women's rights. This will have some effect, but it's going to be a marginal effect in the blue states and it's not going to be enough to overcome uh the red wave it'll be a marginal effect in the blue states and we're getting this from the multitude of of political consultants that we uh are advised by and that we know and that we follow and i i think it's just common sense because the other thing we want to tell our audience is is this that you have to keep the focus on biden's disastrous failures. Why did they raid Mar-a-Lago? Why uh, uh, did Biden make that absolutely weird speech from hell? Why? Because they want the conversation to be Trump. They want it to be, they want to stoke the anti-Trump sentiment, um, which is the minority, but it's there. They don't want to talk about the failures of Biden and the Democrats.
1: Right. right. Anything to get the focus off of themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: really, so much of polling is just trash anyway. It really is. I and mean, if we go back to 2016, what was it, 95% chance Hillary would win?
0: I mean, are we really going to forget that so <laughs> fast, right? Yes.
1: And, and the value of you both know. amendment. If you look yeah. at the polling, you would have thought it'd be maybe 46 44%, either way. Yeah. You, you yeah. would have thought the amendment would actually have gone in our favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody expected it to be a 60-35 or whatever it was. Yeah.
0: You know, rather than obsessing over polling, focus the conversation on the utter failure of Biden and the yes. Democrats. That's how we continue to keep the momentum. And as Newt Gingrich says, and, and I think our audience has heard me say this a number of times, I believe it's the red wave is going to be an American wave. I agree with his analysis, which is that you've got Republicans, Democrats, and Independents saying the country isn't working right now. A country without a border is a broken country. A country that uh, you know would, uh, has this stain now of this botched withdrawal from Afghanistan is 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 is, is, is a country that isn't working. A country with this inflation isn't working a A country with this out of control crime it isn't working we want an america that works right and so that transcends the political loyalties oh
1: absolutely a country where you can work a full-time job and can't even afford the basics right that's not a sustainable future regardless of your political ideology that's right that's right and then even back on the polling some of them are just so skewed in their design who are you polling 30 college students from one liberal university? You know, it's and, a, and how are you asking the question? Are of you, course. You, so is it really an unbiased sample? How are mm-hmm. you phrasing the question? If you're mm-hmm. only asking 30 people and then drawing some wild conclusion, does that really mean anything? Right, now, if right, you pulled 30,000 people from across the state, that might give you a better representation of what you're looking at.
0: Well, a good number of polls oversample Democrats. You know, if right. if if fifty-five percent of the respondents to your poll were Democrats and forty-five percent were Republicans, okay. how do you think the results are going to lean? Right. right? And so, then
1: when you're looking at the media, what are they going to report?
0: A, a, yeah. A, 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 exactly. Are they going to
1: report a study that even says Republicans are ahead, even if it was true? And
0: there's a big difference between who uh, in whom you ask. Whether you ask um, just Americans, American citizens, or whether you ask registered voters or whether you ask likely voters. Big, big, big difference in the implications of that. Because because otherwise, I mean, to just to measure what people are thinking is one thing. But the outcome of an election doesn't depend on what people are thinking. It depends right. on what voters do. The, the one poll place.
1: that matters would be election that day.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, let's transition into speaking of the polling, on, uh, of the action of the voters on election day. This ranked voting, ranked choice voting, boy, is this confusing. You've been looking into it a little bit, Um, and they used it in Alaska, They used it in Alaska,
1: and when I worked on the Yunkin campaign, they used it in the Republican convention in Virginia.
0: In the the convention? Yes. Okay, so explain to us what this is.
1: What it seems to be, from my understanding, and I'm still working to get a grasp on it, but what I have so far is They don't, if you have five candidates and maybe your top candidate gets 38%, well, does that really reflect the will of the people Mm -hmm. if 62% of the people want a different candidate? So what they're trying to do is get a candidate that gets over 50% of the vote. And that would be your winner. Okay. So you go through and you rank your candidates one, two, three, four, five, your first choice, your second choice, your third choice, fourth choice fifth choice. Assuming there's five candidates, that would be the same for any number. And then when they're tallying the results, they'll start and go through the first choice. Let's just say candidate Joe Smith gets 50% of the votes just based on the first choice votes. Joe Smith wins the election.
0: Because he got 50? Yes. Okay.
1: Now let's say he gets 45% or Mm -hmm. 40% or anything that's less than 50%. What they will do is throw out candidate number five, who got the, or n- whichever candidate got the lowest number of votes. So let's say,
0: okay, so let's say you're saying, you're, let's say you have three candidates, easy to understand example 40. Let's say you get uh, one got 40,
1: one uh, got, one got 30, 30, one got,
0: and the other yeah. got 30, right?
1: So then now you have, well, maybe you, yeah, yeah. and then you'll, you'll throw out the candidate that has the lowest, that has
0: the least, yeah.
1: And now you'll go back and you'll go through the second choice votes. Right. And you will add that in with all the votes from the first choice.
0: Say that Say that again. So in other words, you... You, you disregard... The once the first candidate is, is out, out, the lowest next. candidate is out.
1: Now you go back to your second choice.
0: The second choices, okay. And
1: you add up those votes and, and you add it in with the first okay. choice. Okay, so the
0: first candidate now is going to get the votes, in other words, of the people who said... He's my first choice and the people who said he's my second choice. Right. If, if, if the, if the one that they threw out was, was their first. Correct. One. Okay.
1: Now at this point, if somebody has over 50%, they are declared the winner.
0: All right. Yeah. And
1: if somebody still does not have 50% and there's more than three candidates, you would continue until somebody gets over 50%. Wow. And needless to say, people are confused. It, it, It's new, they haven't done it before, and it hasn't been well explained to people. It's pretty much just been thrown out there and here's the directions, but who reads the directions when they go and vote? They just go vote, and now they don't know what they're doing or how it's being tabulated. And it's leading to all kinds of questions and speculation.
0: You know, uh, uh, and of course some people will say, you know, this is being done purposely to rig the elections or, or whatnot, but, you know, the, the principle, whatever the motives are behind why some would be pushing for this particular system, it seems to me that you follow a very simple rule. Voting should be as easy as possible, right? I mean, that to me is the, the voting should be as easy as possible, both in terms of the opportunity to do it, and also in terms of the mechanism that it, that it employs.
1: And perhaps if if you are going to change the mechanism, it should be better explained to voters. Yes, yes. In advance and after the fact, if they are clearly asking questions and clearly confused.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And well, I know it's been used in a few other states as well. And then most recently in Alaska was mm-hmm. Sarah Palin's loss. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm reading there, there was a lot of confusion about what is this and how does it work.
0: I would think so. I would think Especially so.
1: Especially in some of the more rural villages. They yeah. were... Especially confused.
0: Yeah. It, it, from what you've seen, is, is this going to be popping up in a lot of other places in the general election? Or is this more something they're looking at towards I, future elections?
1: I see it more in future elections. Uh-huh, I know Missouri uh-huh. is actually trying to implement it via constitutional amendment, uh-huh. but it seems like it doesn't necessarily have the support to pass. But uh, it's again, hard to get big support for something that's the, so confusing. That people don't understand. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, thanks for looking into it. We'll talk more about it. And, uh, you know, I think that it's a pretty good rule of thumb, you know, for people to say, hey, you know what? Not a good idea. You know, let's and, not encourage right. it. Right.
1: If, if uh, people don't understand it, we shouldn't be no, implementing no, it. No, no. If right. you are going to implement it, voters need to get understand it.
0: That's right. Well, friends, uh, thanks so much for uh, the, uh, Following uh, 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 on what we're talking about, so we remember. Let's go back into prayer. We remember uh, 9/11. We um, we take courage as we go forward with these elections. Uh, we are going to see some great victories, and uh, and uh, be careful of these newfangled ideas that are more confusing than they are helpful. Uh, let's turn to the Lord together. Father, we thank you for uh, this time together. We pray for all the needs of our of our viewers that have been. Um, uh, mentioned in the comments, any needs for discernment, wisdom, health, uh, employment, uh, uh, guidance in their in their lives. For people far away from from you, O oh God, that uh, that we want to bring back, and we pray again for continued protection on our country from those who who hate us. And uh, Lord, we ask you to put an end to terrorism, uh, wherever it might be found. Let your spirit uh, change uh, hatred into civility and, in fact, peace and your kingdom of love and justice. We gather all our prayers and praises together in offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, thanks again, Aaron. Good to have you on the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, friends, uh, remember, as President Trump tells us, we are part of the greatest political movement in American history. This country doesn't belong to the radicals who want to destroy it. This country belongs to you. We kneel to God and God alone, and the best days of America are yet to come. Connect with me on social media at FR Frank Pavone, and we will be back to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless you.
1: This has been the End Abortion Podcast.